Good morning, glory to Jesus Christ. My name is Anthony, and uh, I'm here back at you for another episode of the Christ Our Hope show. Um, much, very happy to be here. Very happy to be back inside of this uh, this this medium of preaching and proclaiming the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, it's been a rough week. Uh, as many of you know, I missed I missed last week. I, was, I didn't preach last week, and uh, the reason being is because I was in the hospital. Um, unfortunately, uh, I, I went in for a routine procedure and ended up uh, pretty bad on a on a ventilator for um, almost two days, um, and then just been uh, on oxygen and just trying to trying to rebuild my strength. So. Things have been a very interesting year. <coughs> Maybe that means that God is uh, God is showing me that I'm doing something good, and the devil wants me to stop. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, but we're back at it this week, preaching the gospel with you guys this week, and and talking about our our most holy and, and great faith. Uh, because of that, I am not for a, a man of many words these days. Um, Actually, it, it's it's kind of hard to keep up the uh, the the talking for long amount of time. So this is going to be a, a definitely much shorter episode than what you're used to, and I do apologize for that. But uh, please pray for me. I know many many of you were, uh, so please continue to do so, and um, uh, please just keep me and my family in your prayers. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump right in it. Today we're going to talk about um, there's two there's two well first off the 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 saint for this for this uh, Sunday I know typically we don't celebrate the saint right it's the the, the the resurrection always triumphs the feast of the saint but uh, today's uh, saint is Saint Thecla right she was a uh, a great uh, woman in the time of Saint Paul who heard Paul preach on the on the streets. And uh, went on to live a holy and righteous life as as a virgin and as an ascetic, um, living out her Christian faith. So, uh, absolutely beautiful woman, and and I'm so excited to to be able to talk about her a little bit today, within this preaching. So, let's. I, I'm just going to go and read the gospel reading here for us this morning, because I think that it's going to be important. I'm, I'm only going to be covering the epistle today, not not the gospel reading. So. Uh, when you go to uh, Divine Liturgy, you can go and you can, you can, uh, you can listen to you can listen to uh, your your priest preach on the gospel. But I'm going to preach on the on the epistle here today because I think it's a much better uh, reading for 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 the times. It says, "What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, as God said. I will live in them and move among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people." Therefore, come out from them, and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch nothing unclean. Then I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, and make holiness perfect in the fear of God. Okay, let's talk about it. So, many of you might be asking the question of, what idols do we really have today? You know what I mean? Like, how do we how do we understand this concept of of idols, right? 
it is a very interesting thing because uh, we, unless you're practicing paganism or something, you don't really have idols, you, you know. And even then, most neo-paganists, you know, they, they're not really worshiping idols, you know. I mean, they're working some, they're, they're actually worshiping some type of demon, but th that's a completely different story. Um, so what is actually going on, right? How do we understand this scripture in light of today? The devil is not a fool. And in his years, years, decades, millennia of crusade against the, the people of God, he has transformed the way that he does things. And our idols today are thoughts. Our thoughts. Inside of our modern post-enlightenment world, we tend to take thoughts and we elevate them to such a high degree that they become our God to many, to many, in many, many ways. We worship them. We believe them more firmly than, than, uh, than anything that we really should, you know. And, and that is a problem. Um, our culture can become an idol. Um, our uh, our family can become an idol to some degree. Depends upon the intention, but I will get to that in a few minutes. There are so many things that the devil tries to put in front of us that is trying to pull us away from the truth of the gospel. And so what we have to be um, weary of, what we have to be cognizant of, is that God is with us and that God wants us to worship him, right? It says, it says, be separate from, from them, says the Lord, and touch nothing unclean. Then I will welcome you and I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So let's go over just a few of the of the things that we kind of talked about, right? So let's talk about thoughts, right? How are thoughts, uh, how can thoughts be idols? And, and what does it mean to be unclean? So we can say that anything it, that is unclean, right, is anything that would be, you know, part of unrighteousness, right? Anything that leads us to unrighteousness would, would be unclean, right? So sin, any type of sin, right? And <clears throat> a lot of times what happens is, is we try to justify the reasons why we're doing things. And we want God to accept us and he accept our way of thinking. But Jesus, not Jesus, but God says with inside of the Old Testament and the Old Testament is still valid, right? He says, my ways are not your ways, Right. We cannot think to come to God and just just accept that He's just going to accept everything that we think we are, right? This identity, this 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 person that we've made um, of ourselves, is is does not mean that it is the person that God made us to be, right? We ourselves, in our participation in the image of God, have this capability of of creating, right? And this creating of ourselves becomes an opportunity for us to, you know, ex not experience ourselves, but to express ourselves, to, to, uh, to be who we want to be, right? But the thing is, is that when it comes to worship and to God, God is saying, yes, I want you to come as you are. I want you to be who you are, but I want you to be who I made you to be, 
because to say that for us to say that who we believe that we've made ourselves to be versus what God has made us made us to be means to say that we ourselves think that we who we've made ourselves to be is higher than he who made us. Okay, let me break that down because uh, I can see how that would get confusing. If I make myself out to be one thing and God made me to be something else, and I come up to God and I say, okay, I made myself to be this person. I want you to accept me. Does God have to accept you? No. Why? Because you're saying that what you have made is better than what he has made. And therefore you have elevated pride and therefore you have worshipped yourself. And now that you've worshipped yourself, you are trying to come before the living God and force him into believing that the way that you have made yourself is better than the way he made you. See how that is a problem? That's a huge problem. Brothers and sisters, we cannot do this. This is the living God, right? We need to be cognizant that when we are coming before the living God, that we come as he has made us, right? When he, when he baptized us in that holy water, whenever he chrismated us with the holy myron, when he uh, gave himself to us in the most holy Eucharist, when we participated in these sacraments of illumination that led us to the truth of Christ, we have to understand that that is who God made us to be. At that moment, God remade us into a, a new person, a new man in Christ. When we try to bring our old baggage into this into a relationship, everyone knows that never works. I mean, like, let's be honest about this. Whenever you are in a relationship, like, like let's say you're in a long-term relationship, Right, And you were. You were in a long-term relationship with sin before you came to Christ. And before you accepted Jesus Christ into your life and started following the way of the cross, you were living in, in a life of sin. Right, You had this long-term relationship with sin. You cannot continue to have that long-term relationship with sin and still have a relationship with God. Sorry, but it says it in the scriptures that Jesus, that God, is a jealous God. He desires all of us. Right, Just like any husband and wife... You know, they desire all of their spouse, not half their spouse. You know, you don't want half your spouse's attention. You want all of your spouse's attention, right? And all of his love or her love and, and all, of, all of that genuine affection. God desires you, okay? He loves you and he had made you to be perfect, right? But the problem is, is that we have these ideas that we, that we bring in from the secular world, right? Just as... Just as the, the Greeks did uh, whenever they became Christians, they brought in all their thoughts and their wisdom and their ideas into Christianity, trying, right, trying to, to bring in this, this outside element into this relationship with God. And that does not work, right? We can't do that, right? So when we're talking about uh, homosexuality in the church, Sorry, the scriptures say, and, and, and therefore God has spoken, homosexuality is a sin. Now, am I saying, right, that if you have a homosexual tendency that you are not welcome in the church? No, I'm not. But you cannot freely participate inside of sinful acts of homosexuality inside of the church. You know what I mean? Like, sorry, but that is still a sin. And, and when those acts are committed, they must be confessed before you receive Jesus in the Eucharist. You cannot cohabitate with someone who would uh who could lead you into that path the same way that we are not called to live 
in cohabitated relationships, uh, heterosexual relationships before marriage. It's the same concept. It, we're, we're supposed to free ourselves from the tendency of sin, right? And the thing is, is that today we want to bring these idle thoughts, these these thoughts that, that the devil has, these idols that God has, that not God, that the devil has put inside of our society and forced God into believing them. And that doesn't work, brothers and sisters. We can't do that, right? God is good and God desires only goodness because he only desires those things which are of himself, which there's nothing wrong with that. He's God. He made things a specific way. He made things in a very ordered way, and because of our free will and because of the devil, everything's got mucked up, right? And so God is a God of goodness. He desires only the good, right? We have to be participators in that goodness. We have to live that life of grace in Christ, right? And we have to free ourselves from the idol worship that this society has uh, has placed. Another idol, a thought idol, I'm going to call him a thought idol, Another thought idol that we have inside of our society is this this massive uh, emphasis on on gender, uh, gender role, and at the at the base root of it, power. Right? I mean, like everything comes down to power. You know, we want power. That's 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 what people are craving. You know, They're saying I want to be a priest. This you know, women want to women want to be priests. You know, women want to be bishops. Women. Want to want to do this, right? I'm going to tell you right now: a woman has more power inside of a parish than any priest does. Okay, and I'll tell you the reason being is because 95 to 95 percent of that staff is women. Okay, women play a massive role in the church, and people think that just because you you can't bring the sacraments on the table doesn't mean that I have any power. That's not true. Women have more administrative power inside of the church than any other. Any other gender inside of this inside of the church, okay? That's something that people don't understand. Okay, the fact is, is that a man brings life into the world through Christ as a priest. A woman brings life into the world naturally as just being who she is, right? And that is a huge difference. That is a massive difference. You know, uh, it is the only way that we as men can bring life into the world. Is through Christ in the Eucharist. We cannot do it any other way, right? That is that is not possible. It's not part of our capability, right? It was our natural place in the garden to bring life into the world, right? Through the through the taking care of the garden, and you know, spreading that relationship with that we had with God, that special relationship that Adam had with God when he walked within the garden, it, you know. I do get upset about this because, you know, women have such a huge power in the church as is. And I know some people are like, well, will disagree with me. And that's fine. We can have an honest debate. I'm up for that. But the fact is, is that only the, only the men, only, only, a, only, a, only, the only way we bring life in as men is, is through the Eucharist. It's the only way that we can do it. You know, yes, we provide the seed for, for children, but we don't bring the life into the world. We don't carry the baby. We don't grow the baby, right? We, we, we really have, have no part with the child until after that. And then who ends up nurturing the child in, in everything and taking care of the child and raising the child, right, inside of our society? Women. Why? Because men are working. Because men are required to work. 
it's a societal requirement inside of inside of the West that men have to work. They're supposed to be the breadwinners, right? So you know, there's a, there's a huge thing on this. But the fact is, is that the devil has set this 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 idol, this thought idol up, in which, you know, it's, <coughs> you know, we we need to have more power. We need to have more responsibility. We need to have more role, and we need to be priests because. Priests have all the power. Well, that's not the way it works. You know what I mean? Um, and there have been much more influential women inside of inside of the church, I would say, than even of men. One one prime example of this is is one prime example of this is Saint Thecla, who we uh, have today. I mean, she was an amazing evangelist, an amazing catechist, an amazing teacher, right? She learned from St. Paul. She, she walked the way of the... I mean, like, this is a woman who, who preached into her 90s the gospel and had a profound impact on the church. St. Mary Magdalene, the apostle to the apostles, the one who, who literally was the one who told the apostles that Christ was risen, she was the first one to pronounce the resurrection of Christ. You know, just, 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 the, just the, the, the concept... Right, that, 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 you know, just because I can't bring Jesus down on the uh, Jesus Christ to life in the Eucharist, right? I can't bring, you know, I don't have that power, that that, that ability, right? As a woman, it says I have no power. The fact that majority of our faith faith formation uh, volunteers are women, you know, plays a humongous role, huge role in the power of the church. You know, a teacher has so much power, so much power, and just because. A you know you don't you can't teach at the teach at the pulpit you know what I mean doesn't mean you don't have power you know when you're teaching children when you're teaching uh, adults in adult education um, I had an RCA director great woman she was in her 80s and uh, she was our RCA coordinator she did a great amazing job you know all of these things all these people right um, just absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal women who have who have done such a great great job in, in in catechizing and teaching the faith and having more influence than 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 really really uh, a, a lot of priests that I've seen I've seen so many women have have that and so so I'm really confused but that's the thing that's the devil what the devil wants to do he wants to confuse he we've set this this idol up right or we've we've allowed the devil to set the idol up inside of our society that women are undervalued when I don't think that's true at all. I think women are very valued. Actually, inside of Southern society, women were so set in honor and, 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 and so valued that we have whole statues dedicated just to the women of the South. I mean, we have, you don't see that to men. You don't, you don't see a, a man statue where, you know, it's, says dedicated to all the men in the south no that doesn't exist in the in the south you know that but we have literally statues dedicated to the women of the south for their their strong arms their strong hearts their strong backs you know these women who who worked hard to raise children to help their help their their husbands in the fields i mean just a beautiful thing right but the thing is is that we have set idols up in our society, right? The the idol of gender um, is is one, um, and there's there's so many more, right? And we have to we have to make sure that we understand that these things are not of God. 
This is not what God wants. We have to do away with these things, right? And we have to understand that God wants us as we are, but he can't have us in our sin. When we have disordered thinking, we have to be willing to course correct our thinking. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, God is good. And he made us to be a certain way, right? We're not better than God. If, if, we, think that we're, if we think that we're better than God, first off, we need to check our humility at the door. I'm sorry, but I never made the sun and the moon. I did not make all of creation. I did not put the stars in the heavens. I did not uh, make the waters and all the creatures that live therein. I have not made all the animals that creep in the field and all the bugs and everything else that are out there. I did not make any of that, but God did, right? And so we have to understand and come to a place of humility and, and realize that, that there are idols that are making us unclean. And I, now I want to go to the family part, right? So I said <laughs> earlier that family can become an idol. Jesus says, anyone who does not hate your, your father, your mother, your sister, your brother, your wife, and yes, even yourself cannot be my disciple. There's a reason why Jesus says this, and that's because family can become an idol. Our attachment and devotion and love to family can become a stumbling block to following the gospel. We can't let this happen, brothers and sisters. It does not matter. It does not matter um, if you lose family or gain family. Um, if you are outside of Catholicism, you're thinking about Catholicism, and you come to Catholicism, and um, and you wanted and, and you feel that God is calling you this way, you are going to lose people. That's guaranteed. But you will gain a much bigger family than you've ever known in your life. And I can t speak to that and attest to that from from experience. The people who you know my kids call uncle, who my family calls, uh, who 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 my uh, who I associate with, and who I consider as brothers and sisters, they are not blood relatives, but we have a common baptism. We have one baptism in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we are one family, and they are my family. And when something comes out, some, and some, something neat, and I'm in need of help, guess, guess who comes hollering? That family. That family comes hollering. You know, when I was in the hospital, the priest was there. Father, my father, my, my priest uh, came, came and, and visited me, um, you know, uh, just... My family was there. My my true family showed up, and it, you you truly see where the love of God is, right? So we we have to be careful because we can place family too high on a pedestal, and place it above God, right? We have to realize that that's not something that we can do, and that's not something that I'm willing to do either. So, um, with that said, I want to talk about sin just very quickly and I want to talk about the gospel the last portion of the gospel it says that today's gospel is basically about Peter and Paul, Peter and Andrew in the boat and uh, uh, Jesus has this huge crowd that's pushing upon him and so he gets in the boat and he tells them to get <coughs> off the shoreline and he says for them to put their nets in and they do and they pull the nets in, and they're full to the brink, and Peter 
falls on his knees and says, Depart from me, for I'm a wicked man. And a sinful man, actually, is what he uses. And what happens? Jesus says, Follow me. And it says, And they left their boats and followed him everywhere, right? Brothers and sisters, I implore you today that, that you worship and glorify our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I pray that and ask you that today that we that we honestly consider this 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 faith of ours and ask the question of um, how can we follow Jesus more perfectly? What idols have we set up in our own hearts? that might be overriding our love for Jesus and our means of following the truth that never ends, right? This is something, this is a self-reflection question and and, and I, go to, you know, the East doesn't have adoration. We don't have adoration. Go for the holy icons. Sit before the holy icons, right? Look upon the icon of Christ <coughs> and ask him, Lord, how can I give my all? What am I lacking, Right? But don't be like the rich young fool. Don't hear the answer and then turn away from it. Hear the answer and follow. Hear the answer and do. Because Christ is waiting for you, brothers and sisters. If you need love, if you need a relationship, if you need anything, He is there and He is waiting for you. He's waiting for you at the foot of the cross. He's waiting for you at the foot of the altar. He's waiting for you to come, follow him, and to receive him in the most holy Eucharist. I pray and hope that you guys are, are doing great today. Uh, please like and subscribe to, uh, to this channel and to our podcast. And I hope to hear from you all uh, soon. Uh, please check us out on Locals, ChristOurHope.Locals.com. Um, it, it, it's it's always great to see new new members, new faces. Um, I'd love to get to know every single one of the members there. Uh, anyone who wishes to uh, anyone who wishes to, to, to talk, I'm, I'm always up for a good conversation, um, especially when it c concerns Jesus. You know, so uh, please, please, just uh, I am here. Uh, you know, I try to get. I, I'm sometimes not fast on getting back, but I will try to try to try to get back to you as fast as I can. Um, you know. Uh, so, anyways, thank thank you, everybody. Uh, hope you have a blessed rest of your weekend and glory to Jesus Christ.